Freedom is not a gift from government. Freedom is a gift from God. Welcome to the Andrea K show. She's blonde, 5 foot 2, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Well, well, well. We've arrived at at least a hump day, people. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. Uh just Hump Day? Yes, it is. It is Hump Day indeedy, and we're going to get over the hump here with uh, the one and only Dr. Frank, who is going to be on the show tonight to um, talk about what the truth about what really happened at Mike Lindell's Cyber Symposium. I talked to Dr. Frank on the phone the other day, and what he told me was absolutely crazy. So he's going to be here. I I didn't get a chance to watch uh, the symposium that much last week. And what little bits I watched was like I could see that there was so much frenzy going on and just some really, uh, you know, shocking stuff that seemed to be happening. And um, there was lots of interruptions. I knew that there was there was attacks on the system. And and so I, I just and, and I told Skins here, I said, you know what, I got to spend some time over the weekend to try to find out what the actual election fraud information was they were trying to get out because clearly there was a shock and awe campaign to stop that. So the one and only Dr. Frank has had some time to get back and uh, take a much needed little break. And now he's going to be here tonight. We have not forgotten about election fraud. Nothing matters until elections do. And when you look at what's going on in Afghanistan, what's happening there, we have got to secure our elections because we cannot have what's going on in this country now ever happen to us again, which is a decrepit, senile, corrupt bag of bones installed in the White House with 10 to 15,000 Americans left to fend for themselves, begging for kindness from the Taliban, the most brutal, I mean, next to ISIS, the most brutal regime to ever exist. We're going to talk a little bit more about Afghanistan in a moment. 888-344-1170. Do you have a question for Dr. Frank? We already had a, a caller call in at the top of the hour. Dr. Frank's going to be on after the first break. Uh, so do call in because I asked Dr. Frank, I said, are you cool with callers? He said, yeah, call in. So 888-344-1170. We are streaming live right now on Facebook. At least I'm trying to. I didn't set it up right. <laughs> I'd, I'm low tech, babies. So I'll try to fix uh, the camera for the Facebook Live after the break. Um, uh, the man who keeps everything else going, uh, you know, and it, w- it would be doing well, the Facebook Live would, the camera, if, uh, if, if Skins actually took care of that. But he's got bigger and better things to do. And, of course, I'm talking about the man. It's DJ Potato Skins. We have a gentleman is a man of great character and intellect. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Just real quick, I, I printed the story up for you. Did you see that Trump says he can't say whether he's in, whether he's out for the next election because there's some rules that are kind of forbidding him to make that announcement? Well, you know, I'll say this before I talk about Afghanistan. Do I think that President Trump would have handled the exit uh, better than Joe Biden? Absolutely. But what I also said on Newsmax this morning, uh, today uh, it began in New York City that it's not about whether or not you've had the jab or if you haven't been jabbed, you you show proof of negative COVID test in New York City. It is you must have a vax passport and show that you've been vaccinated to enter a business in New York City, at least from what it seems like every business. And one restaurant is standing up. Yes. And and I said and I was on with Jenna Ellis, who is, you know, was on Trump's legal team. 
And um, and she said, well, it's good that a lawsuit was filed and, you know, it's going to go up through the courts and that's really the proper way to handle this. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> we need to be hearing from Donald Trump. He needs to be coming out and telling the American people, look, I didn't use Operation Warp Speed with the intent that that would become a means for medical or any other form of tyranny. And this needs to stop pronto, okay? And no, we do not want to trust the court system and any of these little black dictators in black robes. And I certainly don't trust Amy Coney Barrett or anybody else in the Supreme Court. That's nonsense. I said today, at least 100 restaurants in San Diego County never shut down. Our power, uh, the uh, freedoms will be restored through the people. Speaking of the people, because I got to get into Afghanistan, because Dr. Frank will take over the rest of the show. We're going to be talking about elections because, uh, you know, they want us to forget about it. They want us to be looking at the images coming out of Afghanistan and what's going on there, which is absolutely gruesome. They want us to be focused on that. All about distraction. Right. They want us to be talking about 2024. Why is Donald Trump talking about 2024? I don't want to hear about How about right now. Yeah, I don't want to hear about 2024, man. Look at what's happening. We've got an open border. People flooding in. We've got businesses being destroyed. We've got we've got discrimination going on. I see on the news tonight that that a, an unvaccinated um, transplant recipient was died because he was denied a transplant because oh he had been vaccinated. And you're talking to me about 2024, Trump. Shut up. With how about that, 2021? Man. Yeah. How about how about we look at what's going on right now? And I'm sick and tired of all these Republicans and conservatives and people out there going, oh, I, I can't believe this is happening. How we're abandoning the Afghani soldiers that stood side by side or we're abandoning the Afghani women over there. Um, let's talk about the 10 to 15,000 Americans. That were that are still there, right? According to Tom Cotton, and he's correct, Joe Biden lied when he said that all contingencies had been taken care of. If they had, they wouldn't have had to shut up the, the embassy, right? They wouldn't have had to. And, 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 and when they, they actually burned up, or according to Tom Cotton, or, or it might have been Josh Rogan from WAPO, from Washington Post, by the way, said that uh, they actually, uh, you know, they, uh, and, and Biden tonight said uh, chaos was inevitable. Really? So it was inevitable that as Josh Rogan reported this morning that they burn up. They had all contingencies planned according to Biden yesterday. Then today the chaos was was inevitable. Uh, it, really? They they had no choice but to burn up people's passports and now they can't even get them out if there was even a plan to get somebody out? I can guarantee you had Trump done done this, it would have been done so much differently. Well, I what, well, what, you know, but here's my question for the military as well, including Millie and all the rest of these crackpots. Um, even Trump initially planned to have have us exit VMA. Why was there still ten to fifteen thousand Americans there? Why? And when and and why was Joe Biden even saying as of Friday, ah, the Taliban they can't uh, they can't you know take over. It'll be it'll be months. Uh, supposedly the CIA there was some intelligence breakdown and people are like, wow, wow, how did the CIA miss it? When has the CIA gotten anything right? When was the last time they got something right? When was the last time our military really got something right? I mean, besides Trump bombing after after the the I, I think it was was it the uh, what compound was it? Was it the Baghdad embassy uh, got burned down or got attacked and he dropped the mother of all bombs on him. Right. And that's when he took out Soleimani. So we've had we've had some military. Uh, we finally got Osama bin Laden. But in general, when was the last time we won a war? Because this was a major disaster. But let's think about this for a moment. 10 to 15,000 Americans were told by the Biden administration, and I'm not hearing anybody talking about this, were told by the Biden administration 
to um, shelter in place. How's that planning for contingencies? And if you make a run for the airport, you're on your own. And according to Tom Cotton, who supposedly has spoken to hundreds of them, they're saying they've had no communication from the Biden administration. And the Biden administration has taken the stance of, look, the Taliban's saying they're giving amnesty to people. It's the new and improved Taliban. Kind of like the new and approved. The kinder, Coke, right? gentler Taliban. Yeah, the kinder, gentler. I've also heard he's not, Biden not talked to one foreign leader since this took place. No, there's no allies involved here. You know, it, people, people asking me today on Newsmax also about um, the fact that, and I mentioned this on last night's show about how the head of the Taliban's got a Twitter account and Trump doesn't. Well, that's because the, the people behind Twitter share the same ideology as the Taliban. I've talked about this before. They're partners, right? That shouldn't be a big surprise. Right. I mean, you know, the Democrats are leaving the Afghani women and children to be raped and brutalized. Well, you know, the Democrats have been defending Sharia. We couldn't even get female genital mutilation stopped, banned here in the United States of America. The fact that Ilhan Omar is in Congress tells you everything you need to know about the Democrats. Let me take you all the way back to 08 when Barack Obama brought the Muslim Brotherhood onto the front row of his I'm the man of the world speech in Cairo. So you think Biden cares? About the Afghan people there? No. And I tell you, he, and just like the Democrats didn't care about the people in Benghazi, we're, we're just lucky four died because there were way more than that. Those incredibly brave Americans who stood on rooftops and fended off Islamic terrorists for 13 hours saved the lives of many and didn't even have any, any attempt to help them from the Democrats. We can go all the way back to Iran and the hostages. And speaking of hostages... Let's think about 10 to 50. How is the Taliban? What a great negotiating tool for them. They've already got all the weapons. Biden's saying today, we're going to leave military there. Really? Taliban's in control. So what do we got? We're going to, we're going to, be, uh, we're going to be doing like uh, the military's been doing for a long time in Afghanistan, handing money away to try to beg forgiveness. We'll give you more money. We'll give you more legitimacy. We'll give you something if you allow our people to go free. That we are after 20 years that we are in the position to where the U.S. military and the United States of America has hat in hand out to beg an Islamic terrorist group, the Taliban, to free Americans. They're already hostages. We already have 10 to 15,000 American hostages right now in Afghanistan. We're going to take a break. We come back. We've got to bring in Dr. Frank. If you've got a question for Dr. Frank on the election fraud, what happened at Mike Lindell Cyber Symposium, give us a buzz here, 888-344-1170. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Special guest, Dr. Frank, the man behind the data, the genius behind the data, if you will, is, is here joining me in a moment to tell you guys the real deal, what really happened at Mike Lindell's cyber symposium and i know most of you my andrea k show listeners watched all three days of it because i was asking you guys i was busy and i wasn't able to watch as much as i wanted uh, when i would tune in it just looked like just craziness uh, from the uh, from a standpoint of the attacks on them to try to stop the truth from getting out and he's going to be here in a moment to share what really happened there and and what the facts were 
the breaking news on the fraud that they were trying to keep you from knowing. Before I, I go to Dr. Frank, though, and by the way, we already had, had had a caller at the top of the hour. If you want to pose a question to Dr. Frank, he says he'll take your calls, 888-344-1170. Um, but quickly, before I go to Dr. Frank, um, Yasmin had posted on my Facebook Live in response to the Afghanistan uh, situation that her pastor sent an email to all of us that we have missionaries in Afghanistan and they are in danger. And another church in Orange County said 209 missionaries are awaiting death tomorrow. And so we need the Andrea K. Show, me and Skins. We, we lift up our prayers for those uh, that are there and uh, fearful of their lives and in harm's way. Um, and, and I also said at the top of the show, this is why nothing matters until elections matter, right? Because we have got to make sure that nothing like this that happened in November has put us in the position we're in right now with this demented, old, decrepit, corrupt, evil man occupying the White House. So joining me now is the man of the hour, Dr. Frank. Hey, Dr. Frank, welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Well, thanks. Thanks, Andrea. Nice talking to you again. Okay, so um, let's start with what really happened at the symposium um, in, in regards to the attacks y'all faced and, and everything that went down. Well, um, it's not like we weren't expecting uh, to be attacked. In fact, uh, Mr. Lindell arranged four backup streaming uh, strategies because we knew, you know, every time he tries to do anything live, it's always hacked. So mm-hmm. that morning, that first morning we started on Tuesday morning, I think we got started about 20 minutes late because we kept trying, you know, we, something like 60 million hack attempts within the first few minutes. Did you say 60 million? Uh, something it was something like 40, I think. Wow. Um, but it was a total, a total of like 160 million unique <sighs> attacks. Wow. Wow. Um, over the three days, wow! Um, it was just constantly um, being attacked. They didn't want to get the word out, so they were attacking us. But he finally got it up and running, and we were streaming. I think like by nine twenty, and people around the world, you know, that's really why he had this symposium. He's trying to pierce the media. He's trying to get the word out to people what's actually going on. Because even though he's produced these docu movies, even though he's having all these national events, and we're reaching hundreds of thousands of people, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. But the, the bulk of the people in our country still haven't I think most people know something was wrong with the election, but they don't know what, and they don't know how to think about it. So by getting the word out, by piercing the media, we're trying to get the word out. So that it, was, it was an aggressive week, that's for sure. Well, before, before you guys even started, wasn't there a red team that was brought in? Yes. Um, you know, and this is one of the things... You know, I'm a scientist, mathematician, teacher kind of guy, and I don't I don't even think this way, but I knew this week was important. So I went early. I arrived Saturday and when I arrived, they were setting up a a team of people and I didn't even know they were going to be there. And I'm like, oh, hey, it's Colonel Waldron and all these other guys, a whole bunch of computer geeks. I'm totally at home. These guys speak my language. (laughs) So it it was fun. So, you know, I'm just making nice with them. We're kind of talking, and it's like, oh, why are you guys here? And we're the red team. Well, what's a red team? Well, a red team is a team that you set up to attack you. It's like a war game. It's like they're saying, okay, and Mr. Lindell hired this team to come in and find out what was going to go wrong with the strategy. Now, that doesn't mean they didn't, you know, think about this ahead of time, but, you know, they did weeks and weeks of preparation. In fact, this was the second time they tried to have this. They tried to have it a month earlier, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first thing happened is is the opposition rented all the hotels in the area. Uh, that you know they put reservations in all the hotel rooms, and so nobody could get reservations. I mean, what a simple way to stop a, a conference. So this time, Lindell went ahead of time and met with Christy Nome from South Dakota. And they planned the whole event before they told anybody. And he reserved like 11 hotels, all the rooms in all the hotels ahead of time before the venue was announced and that sort of thing. So it's not that there wasn't a lot of sort of counter operational activities done beforehand, but it's, you know, the enemy is smart and Mm -hmm. they're going to think of things and and they're going to poke holes in your strategy. So he hired the red team and they were setting up and uh, setting up on Saturday and and it was cool, and I got to know them a little bit. But really, Saturday night was mostly just set up. They were given some data to start looking at, but Saturday night was that. But when I showed up on Sunday, um, they were in panic mode because they had found some fundamental things wrong with the data that we were about to distribute. And so it was, you know, I, I was participating in those discussions. There was a whole group of us, and we're like, uh-oh, what are we going to do? So we planned this strategy, and it's it's not as simple as people think. You know, it's like if you have a problem with your computer, you know, you just go to your backup drive and download a new copy or something like that. These data that we were planning to distribute this week, this PCAP data, they were obtained in a very unique way uh, for different sources. Wait. Heavily encrypted and compressed. Uh, you know what, Dr. Frank, we and, lost you there for a, sept- for a second, so I need you to repeat that. You started saying this data is different. Go, go back. Yeah, yeah, sorry about it. Can you hear me okay now? Yes, better. Um, yeah, these data are different. They're highly compressed and, cri- and encrypted uh, because it's a massive way the data obtained. Let me kind of explain it to you. Okay. In that little email that I have a little. No, Dr. Frank, you're kind of going in and out. Program on you. Shoot. Can you hear me now? Um, yeah, you're going to have to start. Yeah, you're going to have to start over, though, um, after you said that it was encrypted. Positions. Is this better? Yes. So so we, we lost you at encrypted. Okay. You can hear me now? Yes. Okay. So... The, so I, let's pretend I send an, an email to your email box. Mm-hmm. And when you open that email, it plants a little program on your computer. And then that program, every time you receive an email after that, it grabs that email and saves it in a special file on your computer. Mm-hmm. And then like when you, when you go to bed that night, you leave your computer on, your computer compresses this little program compresses those files and stores them in a box somewhere out in the cloud. Okay. So some people call that a worm. Now, notice that what you've done is you've taken a whole bunch of data, massive amount of data, and you've compressed it and encrypted it. And in addition to that, they mix in a lot of random noise. That way it's not even recognizable what it is, even if you think you, uh, even if you're able to capture it. So, these that's one of the ways these data were collected in the first place. It's a passive process. It's called it's a, it's not, there's not a person saying there. Oh, I'm going to take that. Oh, I'm going to take that. No, it's a software that's continuously running. So this was so your original a, data. This was part of your 37 terabytes of data on the election exactly. fraud. Okay. Exactly. And that, and that's a huge file. That's a huge, you know, it's not like you can just have a hard drive you walk around with. That's a special right. kind of file. So what was the problem so, that you guys discovered on Sunday 
regarding this? Well, part, the, the part we were going to, the part we had planned to reveal to the guys, to give to the people, was incomplete. And that wasn't really, it was a mistake. It was a mistake in planning because Wendell's purpose of the symposium was to give data to these guys and to say, prove to me, or at least confirm that these data are from the November election. Now, the thing about it is, if you think about it, the PCAPs that he was going to distribute to them have passwords in them because the password is included in the internet traffic to log in. So can you imagine Mr. Lindell handing out to the world 3,009 elect counties across the United States passwords to hack into their elections. Mm. Is that okay? No, that's right. not okay. So he had put together teams that had put, taken a large set of data and scrubbed it of that sort of thing okay. so, that, so that when he handed it out to everybody, they could do their work without, you know, doing something immoral or, or unethical or, you know, illegal. Okay. So that's what, all that work had been done. But in the process, he had left off some important information. And so, you know, he's not a technical guy, and he didn't really realize that. But the red team discovered that. And we're all sitting around going, wow, if we get these data to our guys on Tuesday, they're all just going to laugh at us. They're going to say, you know, this isn't what we need to confirm right. whether or not these are real or not. Now, they're able to confirm right away that they are from the election. Yeah, no problem. They can say, oh, yeah, this is from those days. And yeah, this is, but it's not enough for them to confirm that it's valid. You know, if somebody could have made it up, okay. you know, because one of the things about PCAPs that's so really powerful is that they're immutable. You can't change them after they're saved. So we, we, we regrouped, we realized we needed to do a re-extraction to prepare a new set of data so that they could have to do their job. But there's a limited amount of time and it's a, not a trivial process. This is, these are massive data files. And there's a lot of, it takes special operating systems, it takes special uh, software to decrypt them, to prepare them, to get them ready to go. It's a big job. So we had to actually send Mr. Lindell's plane, he's got a private plane, around the country picking up all the stuff we needed. So that basically took up the rest of Sunday, just getting all the stuff to us that we needed. Oh, well, excuse me, excuse me for interrupting before we move from Sunday, because we've got a caller and it's Stan from Philly who's on the line. And okay. yeah, and he may. So before we move on from that portion, his question may have to do with what you were just talking about. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah. So, uh, hey, Stan from Philly. Is this the Stan from Philly that I met when I was back there for the Continental Con? Yes, absolutely. This is the curly haired guy. And I know you and 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 uh, Dr. Frank. Uh, I think one of the questions that really gets raised here is the fact that these machines, which are supposed to be nothing more than adding machines, uh, are you know are connected to the internet? They've got, and I think Dr. Frank have, had already brought this out because I missed the earlier part of the show. But but um, there was in some there are chips in there, four G chips in there for wireless connections. Now, the only reason why, in my mind, you have connected to the internet and you have wireless chips is for fraud, and for people to totally not believe that election can be rigged. They don't, they forget history. Americans knowledge of history only goes back about five days, as I've often said, mm -hmm. but they forget about Tammany hall. They forget about the South for 150 years in the South. 
they've rigged elections that nobody but a Democrat could ever be elected in the South. Hey, now, uh, don't so badmouth my Southerners. Um, yes, what, yes, so specific, yeah. So specifically, your question for Dr. Frank in the in the cyber is, symposium is is the uh, fact that they these machines were connected to the internet and that there were potentially wireless chips in there, 4G chips in there that would allow people to connect even without it being connected by a wire to the internet. That's absolutely correct, and we that's not um, that's not a hypothesis. When, when, I mean, you don't even need the PCAPs that we were giving them during the cyber symposium to prove that. Just go to the Intra Michigan case with Matt DiPerno, where they, he was given legal access to their machines. They take the covers off and, and took pictures of them right there. The 4G cards, 3G cards are right there. And, and they're photographed mm-hmm. and they're in the legal record. So it's not, a, it's not you know, my hypothesis. You could just prove it just by taking the lid off. There it is. Now there are other ways to prove that that they're that they have that ability too. Just take a frequency analyzer around, turn the machine on, and watch the machine trying to connect to the internet. Kind of like you know, when you turn your phone on and you turn on the Wi-Fi and it goes around looking for hotspots. Well, that's that's exactly what happens when you turn the machine on. It starts looking for its connections, wow. and you can see it. You can see it, Doctor. Right one of the other things, one of the other things I think you can bring out, if we have hackers good enough to try to hack into the Pentagon and other things to hack into the, these machines, I think would be pretty reasonably easy for these people to do it. And that's the oh, other thing I that got bothers an answer me. For that. Oh, well, you I'm know sorry. what? You I know what? I, excuse me, guys. I think I, we're past the point of a break. I'm going to have both of you hold over. Stan, uh, stand on okay, the line sure. if you can, as well as Dr. Frank. Y'all stay tuned because yeah. we're starting to get into some of we're going to continue to revisit some of some of the attacks that went on, including moles that were discovered there at the Cyber Symposium. But also the, the information um, that it either didn't get out to the people or it did and you just didn't hear about it regarding the real-time fraud that occurred in the uh, 2020 elections. More Andrew K. Show coming up. Stay tuned. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Woo, welcome back. That was the longest commercial break ever because that's just how into my man, Dr. Frank, I am. And then Stan, who's got his own radio show out of Philly, is on the line. I could just sit back, by the way, and look at food videos with Stan. He could just take over the show for me. So anyway, I just didn't think we were ever going to come back from break. Okay, so carry on, you two. Uh, before the break, we were talking about um, these machines and how they've got these 4G cards in them. And they get fired up, and they're looking for a signal. Carry on, gentlemen. I, I yeah, like. We were talking said, about like, that hacking. Yeah, about the hacking. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Go yeah, ahead, okay. Doctor Frank. Yeah, he said. Um, Stan was saying, "Look, you know, people are going to want to hack into our machines." Well, during the cyber symposium, Mr. Lindell had what he called a mock election. They actually had election machines there in a tabulator, and people would vote. And they were holding elections every day throughout the day. And then they would, he was using it as a way to teach everybody how the PCAPs worked. Because then we would go in and we would show how the routers had the PCAPs in them and we'd pull them out. And then he would do is he would say, okay, now we're going to take our expert hackers who are here and let's hack into the machine and change the election. And he would show before the hack and after the hack. But it was funny <laughs> because that afternoon when they were doing one of the hacks, somebody on the floor with their phone, hacked into the election and changed it before we even got it finished. <laughs> it was gorgeous. 
I mean, you couldn't ask for a better situation. So it's, it's exactly what Stan is saying. Once these things are connectable and you have the world full of hackers, of course these things are going to be hacked. They're everywhere. So it was a beautiful. But, but even, even worse than that, even worse than that, uh, Professor and, and Andrew, is the fact there are countries that want to do us harm mm-hmm. that have this capability yeah. of hacking into this stuff. So it, it's yeah. just in, incredible. The other thing I wanted to point out, and, and by the way, your ex- explanation, you must be a professor or something because you were really good. <laughs> in, any, in any event, one of the things that bothered me so much was I'm watching Fox News and this symposium, I'm watching at the same time, the symposium is going on. And I'm thinking about hanging chads and how every newspaper, every news station, 24-7, was looking at these hanging chads, showing close-ups of the chads hanging and things like that. Here we have the symposium showing clear violations of the integrity of our election system, and they're talking about the field of dreams. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, this is the most craziest thing. So there's, there's this clear effort by so many people to avoid looking at this. I think this COVID thing is blown over right. because, uh, because of the election, all this information. Uh, these people are insidious. Yeah, I'm glad you brought uh, that, that up, Stan, because, uh, you know, Dr. Frank, you were telling me, and I, and I watched some of it on Frank TV as Mike Lindell was playing um, audio recordings. There, there were two moles that were discovered at the cyber symposium that were part of, part of a media um, uh, false narrative attempt. What can you tell us about that? And then I want to then I want to hit here hear some more of the actual um, fraud that proves that the election was stolen that was presented. Well, the, the we I was mentioning how hard it is to extract the data. Right? We yeah. the red team pointed to a flaw. It was a legitimate flaw. It was, and so we were addressing that. We were trying to get the fresh data for our guys to evaluate. Mm -hmm. But we were struggling with technical issues with that. And we just struggled and struggled and struggled. And we didn't realize why we were struggling. We had a mole. And this person, Josh Merritt, two weeks before the cyber symposium, had already met with the Washington Times. And they had already written an article assuming what we were going to be doing on Tuesday. But because we were having so much trouble getting ready for Tuesday, we had to change our schedule at the last minute of what we did do on Tuesday. So it was kind of hilarious because then the article came out on Wednesday morning saying all the things that supposedly happened on Tuesday, and it was all wrong. And the the, uh, the Washington Times reporter came in, and we met with him, and he's like, well, tell me what's wrong with my article. You know, you have all these objections. So we just like, the title was wrong. And then, the, and then the first sentence was wrong. And then after we got to about a third of it, we just said, you know, you just have to take this back and rewrite the whole thing. It's completely wrong. And then, but as we're reading in, Josh Merritt is listed as being interviewed. And we're like, wait a minute. He's on our red team. Wow. So we had had an infiltration, and it had been planned from, from beforehand. And, the, you know, we were basically just telling the, the New York Times guy, you just got to go back and rewrite this whole art. I said New York. It's Washington Times. Mm-hmm. But you just have to go rewrite this whole article because it's completely wrong. Well, that's why it was completely wrong, because it was kind of a, a plan in advance. And, you know, that that's nice that we sort of caught them with their hand in the cookie jar that way. But that was the first mole we found. And um, he, if you're watching on Wednesday morning, you'll notice after I, it was a session I was leading, about a four-hour session live. 
um, suddenly Josh is asked to leave the stage. <laughs> that's when we got him. Mm-hmm. That's when they knew it was. That's when they knew it was him, and he was removed from the symposium at that point. I don't. I don't know the details of all what happened after that. I heard rumors that they locked him in a room for the rest of the day. I don't know, <laughs> but, but yeah, <laughs> it was not. You know, I don't know what actually really happened. But Stan, you so, got a real quick question before uh, for Doctor Frank you know, before we let you go because yeah, we're about well, to take another break. Yeah, Yes, uh, one last question, and and that has to do with the voter rolls themselves. And I know in Montgomery County, uh, one of our personnel who you know, uh, we found that on a given date in 1996, all these hundreds of thousands of people registered to vote on one particular day. And it was something that we found accidentally. So um, what did you find within the voting uh, uh, services departments of these different 3,000 communities uh, as far as oh, your research was? They're all hacked. And that and, uh, is a fabulous question, Stan. It's the, 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 to understand how elections are being stolen, the first thing that they do is they inflate the databases. They fill them with voters who aren't real because then they can, they can vote, which are they're, what they're called phantom voters. They can put in ballots for people that don't really exist or aren't really voting. So the first step is the inflation of the, of the, of the databases. And by the way, Andrea, that was one of the coolest things that happened to me last week while I was there. There are a lot of difficult things that happened, but that was one of the fun things that was really wonderful is that I met a guy, I'm trying to remember his last name, he'll come to me in a minute, but his first name was Kurt. He's from the New American. He written an article in 2010. He said, in the title of the article is, he wonders if, they're going to use the 2010 United States census to cheat the elections in the future. I couldn't believe it. That's exactly what I discovered they're doing. And they use the census to inflate the data rolls. That's exactly how they did it. It's what I discovered when I was working in Pennsylvania district Four. Dan knows who I'm talking about. So it's, it's, right. it's, 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 a, it's a wonderful week. And yes, that's the first part of the cheat is you inflate the registration databases. And then during the election that the machines don't, flip as much as they report what's going on, but they are involved in manipulating the votes and who's registered and who's not registered and moving votes around, that sort of thing. Well, that's and why they... After they the election, well, that's... Well, I was just going to say before we have to let Stan go and take a break that um, oh, sure. um, that that's one of the reasons why the Democrats are so hysterical when any of the states in the contested elections want to remove people from the voter rolls. Because that's... Just gonna leave real, yeah. real quick thought before I leave. We had somebody who voted 100 and, who was 125 years old in Montgomery County. I'm still looking for him because I want to find out what the guy's drinking. Yeah, because I want some of that stuff yeah. too. Andrea, it's great talking to you. Thank you, Dr. Stan. Frank. Look forward to talking to you soon. All right, thank no, you so much. Thank you. Let's go out in the streets and protest this. Yes. Time. All right. I now, agree with you. thank you, Dr. Frank's going to stay over, and he's going to he's going to sure. bullet point for us uh, the most important pieces of election fraud that prove the election was stolen and then what happens next so stay tuned be sure to follow andrea k on twitter at andrea k show and follow her on facebook and like her fan page at andrea k spelled k-a-y-e news politics and current events it's the andrea k show on the answer san diego all right, he's still with me is Dr. Frank. He told us about moles at the cyber symposium, attacks that happened at the cyber symposium. I think Dr. Frank even mentioned it on his Facebook page that there's like a spiritual ops thing happening to try to stop the truth uh, from getting to the American people. 
Um, so, Dr. Frank, wrap us up in the final seven minutes or so that we have with um, the, the the it's it's so much it's like a shock and awe of data and information for the American people. But how can you wrap it up with some some points that prove this election was stolen? And then what can we do about it? Well, I mentioned the mock election and that a guy on the floor hacked it, hacked the equipment with his cell phone. So right off the bat, that's the first thing people need to realize, that somebody who's skilled with a cell phone can hack into our elections. Mm. So that's the first thing. The next thing is that the first night there, Tuesday night, uh, a lady named Tina Peters, she's the county clerk, the election official from Mesa County in, in Colorado, she became a whistleblower, formally public. And what is important to realize, and the reason why she's important, is because she realized that when I visited with her back in April, we showed her how her machines had been hacked and that her elections had been stolen. She agreed, so much so that she ordered a, a, a careful forensic audit of all of her equipment in her election systems. You think that Maricopa is an audit? Well, every step of Maricopa they've had to fight for, right? Well, imagine if you're invited in and you have no barriers and you can record what's happened in all of the machines, including the routers, which they're not giving you in Maricopa. So that's what happened. She ordered a complete audit of everything and they, and they did it. And one of the reasons that they do that is because on the machines are past records of all the past elections. I mean, they're essentially computers with, with hard disks on them. Well, What's been going on is that around the country, the election companies are coming in and, quote, unquote, updating the machines. What they're really doing is they're going in and wiping all of the past records. Mm -hmm. They're doing that because all of the adjudication files, all of the Internet access points that they've been using and are continuing to use are all recorded there, all the logs. And they know they're vulnerable right now because everybody around the country wants to do all these audits. So they're desperately going around updating all the machines. What they're really doing is wiping them. They're doing a Hillary Clinton and wiping the machines. So Exactly, a bleach bit. And what's going on is we knew this. And so when this whistleblower, Tina Peters, Colorado, when she knew this was happening, she invited experts to come in and do forensic images. These are admissible in court. Forensic images of all her machines. Then... The election company came in and programmed all the machines. We did another forensic audit, so you know absolutely everything they did to the machines. Then they held the election, we, which we were able to monitor. Why? Because we know the back doors during the election. And then afterwards, when the election companies came in and erased all that stuff, we did a forensic audit there to prove what they had done. So in other words, we could track every step of the way, everything they did. That was announced on Tuesday night. That was huge. Mm. So. What's interesting is there are like 30 legislators there from around the country. They're all sitting there with their jaws dropped open. we got to run back to our state to get our forensic audits before, before these companies come in and erase our machines. And the reason they're worried about it is because by federal law, they're supposed to maintain all election records for 22 months after the election. Well, guess what? The companies are going around erasing all those. So, mm-hmm. so they're going to be out of compliance, that's, but that's not really what they're worried about. They want to capture all those past records, which prove the logs, which prove the adjudication records, which prove all that stuff. So it's a big, that was a, that's a very big takeaway from the week. Now, we also announced that we have forensic images of Antrim County. 
machines. At the, and we handed out these forensic images of these machines to the cyber experts that were there. So that's what was happening live. That was very big. So that's another big takeaway that we have forensic images. We have other counties, too. We just haven't told you who they are yet. Mm -hmm. Because what you'll notice is as soon as Tina Peter goes public, then the Secretary of State is raiding her office, confiscating her stuff. One of her colleagues, they raided his house and took all of the electronics, even from his children. He has four small children. Can you imagine being raided? Your house is raided, and they come in, they take all your electronics. You know, I know those kids don't have anything on their electronics. You know this is intimidation. Yes. This is tyranny. So that's what's, that's what's going on. And so we don't want to expose our other clerks around the country right. who've been cooperative with us unless they're willing to be whistleblowers, too. That's a, their own decision. So I don't know how Wait, much you want to tell you another bullet point. Well, real quick, we got about a minute left. Okay. Oh, well, another takeaway is that when once we started releasing those forensic images, that was on Wednesday, Wednesday night, Mike Lindell was attacked. Yes. He was attacked in the hotel. He was injured, and they had to do a, they took him down to the police station. They, invest, they investigated. He thought he'd been jabbed with a needle. Turns out he wasn't, but it, it turns out it's a special military technique they use to try to uh, injure your, the nerves around your heart. But anyway. Wow. wow. Well, you know, life. and let's also talk about the fact that Dominion filed their lawsuit in the middle of this, which was meant to intimidate, which was meant to also persuade the minds of people watching that there must not be anything there there because why, you know, because Dominion is hitting them with a $1.6 billion lawsuit. So that was also well, a show of... There is something there? I mean, if, if there was nothing to worry about, why would they need to file the lawsuit? The fact that all of this attention is being brought to it, the fact that the media is, is trying to stop us and suppress us, the fact that we're being hacked like crazy to try to stop us. Don't you think that's evidence that there is? Oh, absolutely. There? Absolutely. I'm just saying that, that, but I think that that's what they're, because people think, well, nobody would follow their, follow a lawsuit. They must have proof, right? Because that's how people think yeah. versus what you're no, saying is to me, that confirms. To intimidate you. Exactly. It's all about intimidation. Yeah. Look, Dr. Frank yeah. has hours and hours and hours of video out there. Some of which you can watch seven, I think 15 videos on our free nation. Dr. Frank, I'm going to have to have you back. We didn't get to cover it all. Um, we, I'd be delighted. Thank you so much. We'll see you all tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out.